What is up, y'all? Welcome, 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 welcome to the first episode of Dear Women, I Gotcha! Oh my God, I'm so excited. So Dear Women, I Got Y'all is a podcast about elevating and inspiring women on all walks of life. And this is gonna be through like really transparent conversations with some really, really, really dope people. And today's conversation is all about content creation, the in and outs, what does it mean to be self-represented versus management in the post-influencer era. And I have somebody so dope to introduce you to. So let me get into our guest real quick. So she is like a trailblazer in content creation. She just hit 400K. She talks about self-care, glow up, relationships. She's a Pilates girly. And she's actually the main reason why I started monetizing on social media. I don't think you knew that. But I did it. No. So in, let me introduce you guys to Jasmine Turner. Hi, y'all. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. Yes, girl. I am so happy to yes. be here. The first episode. The first episode. I feel so honored. Oh my God, we're yes. We're going to have a good conversation. We're have a good conversation. But yes, you were the first. Like after my meeting, you, I met her for the first time <gasps> off of social media. Yes. After talking to her, she gave me some tips about like my content. And I was like... Okay. You need to be doing this, 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 this. And you were already monetizing. Mm -hmm. And I had it. And I was like, yo, I have 120,000 followers and I'm not monetizing. Mm -hmm. I took your tips and I ended up monetizing like yes. within the first month. So I'm I like super excited. I did not know that. That makes me happy. Yes. Okay. So let's drive into it. Okay. I want to talk about your creator journey. Like yeah. I always like to say that there's two type of creators. You have mm -hmm. the creator who just fell into it, right? They just yeah. fell into content creation. And then you have the people who are like, I'm going to quit my job. And I'm going to be a content creator, right? Mm -hmm. So let's talk about like your journey and like what would you do different, or if you would do anything different, what would it be? So I'm definitely in the first category. Yep. I kind of fell into it, um, and I've like talked about my story like multiple times. Um, but I was in business school. I just came from law school. I yep. just dropped out of law school. Damn. And I was in business school. I was going to do the consultant thing. Yep. And obviously, you have a lot more time in business school than yep. you do in law school. Downloaded the app, and I loved it. Like, mm -hmm. it was the first app where I felt like, I'm talking about TikTok. But yep. first app that I learned stuff off of. It yeah. was positive. I saw the morning routines. I saw the Pilates. I saw manifestation. I, I saw like that. Yes. Like, but I didn't see any of us doing Absolutely. it. I never saw a black girl going to Pilates and waking up. And yeah. doing morning routines yeah. on TikTok. I saw it on YouTube. Yeah. I saw the weekly vloggy girls. I saw that, but I didn't yeah. see it on TikTok. And I was like, I have been doing this. Like, this is just my life. I just like don't show it. Yeah. So I just like started uploading it and mm -hmm. I genuinely loved it. I loved yes. it so much. I uploaded every single day for five months Damn. straight. And then I just started getting brand deals from it. And yes. then I started getting paid to do what I love. Girl. And then I got my offer letter from like consulting. And what I was making on social media was comparable to what I was making if I were to go post-grad. Mm -hmm. So I just went full-time with it. I went full-time with it. So the only thing that I will say if I had to like go back like mm -hmm. on my journey is not necessarily my journey, but I want to talk about like that second group. Yeah. I feel like it's a lot harder for people to grow that want to quit their job, yeah. quit their day jobs and just become a content creator. Yeah. Because what I truly believe in is women resting. I yeah. believe in self-care. Yeah. I believe in pouring into yourself. Yep. And that passion just happens to come out in the form of content creation. Yeah. I feel like when you start looking at the money that influencers make, which we'll get into that, yeah. but that's when it starts to come inauthentic yep. and it's it won't carry you yeah. as far. So I don't know if I would have ever changed anything about my yeah. journey. I think the only thing I would have changed a little bit was maybe held off on getting management. Yeah. Which is, kind of sounds counterproductive. Yeah. But I loved my journey and I yeah. love what I do now. No, no, no. That's like super exciting. I want to tap into like one of the videos and you just tapped into it a little mm -hmm. bit where you said 
you don't don't quit your job to be a content creator. Absolutely. And that's one of the biggest pieces of advice that I give like on a panel or anything. And the reason why I say that is people that quit their job to be a content creator, to me, it doesn't come out authentic. And they're always like, what's my niche? What do I talk about? If you have to look for your niche and it's not natural to you, your followers, your community, social Mm -hmm. media, the algorithm, they're gonna read into that, right? Absolutely. And my biggest question that I hate, and no offense to anybody out there, I hate that question of like, how do you become a content creator? So like walk me through that process. Like walk me through somebody that asks ask you that and what, sh- what is your response? Or like even what is your mindset to something like that? I really, so the whole reason, not, I mean, there's multiple reasons, yeah. but the whole reason that I dropped out of law school is because I didn't have a why. Yeah. That was the main reason. You always have to have a why and you should always be Absolutely. passionate about something. So, you know, I would, I would listen to people in law school and they would be going to office hours. Mm-hmm. They'd be raising their hands and yeah. stuff. I couldn't care less about, like I couldn't <laughs> care about law school. I wanted in and out. Yeah. And I couldn't really tell you why other than the money. But yeah. then if you were to ask me about self-care and content creation and connecting with my community, I'd talk your ear off yeah. about it. Like, but then I see people wanting to like quit their day jobs and they don't, mm-hmm. they don't get that we get paid net 30. Yeah. They don't get that there are no benefits like health yeah. benefits. You got to pay for that yourself. You are your own entrepreneur. Yeah. And then they also look at, which is just the not topic that isn't talked about a lot. They look at some of these influencers mm-hmm. that become content creators. And if you look at me, Yes, I became a full-time content creator, but I was also in business school on student loans. Yep. I had all the time in the world yeah. to create content. I Correct. was very and Everybody lucky. doesn't have A that. lot of influencers, sometimes their parents are carrying them yeah. through that. And they, they do have the money to do yeah. so. So it's a lot of times you want to quit your day job, but then you actually look at the people that are full-time yeah. influencers and nobody really quit their day yeah. job. If anything, they got to such a point in their in their career that yeah. they matched or made more on yeah. social media and then they were able to like quit it and it was so consistent yeah so you're so right it's like do not quit your yeah. job do like, not and tiktok no. glamorizes it, it you really know does. tiktok glamorizes it and to be honest with you i really didn't get to a point to be able to be a full-time creator until like this year this year mm-hmm. i can say i've hit six figures as a content creator making money but last year it is no way in hell I would have been able to like quit my day job to just be a content creator full time. Because just like you mm-hmm. said, it's net 30. Sometimes I have like a net 60 and a net 90. And for anyone that doesn't know what that is, that means you're not getting paid until three months, two months or a month after you've posted Post. content. And sometimes you're chasing, for me, I've chased brands like, oh, absolutely. like, yo, where's my money? Like, like I'm about brands. to have my lawyer call you real quick. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, big brands. And I think social media just glamorizes, like, mm-hmm. be a content creator. Even with UGC, everybody mm-hmm. thinks that you can just, like, quit your job and be a UGC creator. All you got to do is build a portfolio, go on Twitter, find a brand and pitch. And it's like, yo, it's not that easy because it's so saturated. So many of us now, like, they don't know who to pick. And from a like a budget perspective, they can go someone that wants two hundred dollars, and they mm-hmm. ask you what your rate is, and you're like three thousand. They're like, well, I'd rather go with her because she's two hundred. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, with management too, what my management company tends to do, which I see is most, is like instead of every single time a brand deal come in, they'll kind of like wait a little bit, yeah. until like four or five brand deals come in and then pool it and stuff. Yeah. The and a lot of times, like I probably now get paid once every six weeks. Damn. And it's a lot of money, but it's yeah. almost like I mean, it's not almost like you're hustling. Yeah, absolutely. You don't know when your next check is going yep. to come, and I say that very lightly. It could be six weeks. It could be two months. Mm-hmm. It might be thousands of dollars. Yeah. But when am I going to get paid yeah. next? But you then you got to pay your that. bills after that. Exactly. You got that six months. You know, six weeks, and then it's like, okay, I got to pay rent. I got to pay this, and by the time your money runs out, and you got to hustle for another four. Mm-hmm. five deals like mm-hmm. it's, it's you i would not leave until you're making 
the same, yeah. if not more, and you have like six Savings. months saved. I was gonna say the same thing. You have to, and you uh, six months saved, and that's not even like your emergency yep. fund. That's not even that's play like, money. That's exactly yep. like six months saved. It's yeah. not no game. No, <laughs> absolutely not. Okay, so let's tap into what is it like to be a content creator. So. Mm -hmm. It's more than just being like creating great content. It's about also like management. Yeah. And it's also about collaboration. So yeah. I'm self-represented, as you know, mm -hmm. and I've had horrible experience with agencies. I've had agencies where I never heard from them, you know, mm. or they didn't send me a brand deal for six. You know, I had a brand deal come in after I canceled my contract with an agency and they still took my 15. They still took 20% because they was like, oh, well, it came from a sister agency. Girl. So I got to a point where I was like, <laughs> I, you know, if I have a brand deal that comes in for 4,500 or 7,500, I don't want to give you 20% anymore. So I end up, with you. yeah, and I, and I stopped looking for management, but you're with management. So yeah. talk to people about like what the difference is between having management. What are the pros? What are the cons? And like moving forward, now that you do make like a good amount of money, would yeah. you hustle your own deals or would you stay with management? I have found that the whole management question has been on my mind a lot. Yeah. I felt like, and this was just coming from a corporate background, this like coming from law school, coming from business school. I felt like when I graduated from business school, if I didn't have management, I felt like I was just going to be thrown yeah. to the wild, wild west. And I didn't know when the next brand deals. And at least if yeah. I had management, I had kind of like a safety net. Yeah. Like I had people like answering my emails and stuff. And at that time, I felt like my email and my inbox was crazy. Yeah. Like I couldn't just keep track yeah. of it. Now I look back and I'm like, girl, you could have done something like this. It wasn't that deep. Stop being dramatic. It was not that deep. Right. But I just felt like when I saw when I saw influencers with management, I'm like, oh, you really made it. Like, yeah. When I see that, like, oh, like I you're really doing it. You know what I mean? So I once I hit around 140,000, I had a whole bunch of management companies reach out to yeah. me. Never sought out management yeah. like, for myself. And I ended up, in my opinion, going with the most egregious one. Yeah. They take a significant portion, yeah. but they do offer a lot in return in yeah. terms of like social media strategy. Yeah. They have a good relationship with TikTok. Yeah. My agent and I are very... She's just good. Like, yeah. I remember, like, I'll be stressed out and she'll send me, like, a Starbucks gift card. Or, like, you know, she gets a cut of, like, my checks as well. Yeah. Maybe, like, three weeks ago, she sent me a voice memo and she's like, I think you're doing a lot of brand deals. Like, I think you need to take a break. Yeah. That's a cut out of her check. She yeah. wants to make sure that I'm That's good. Up. And I remember Fashion Week came last time and she, events, events. Like, there's a whole bunch of pros yeah. to getting management. It just, it looks good yeah. when companies reach out For and they sure. have... A whole bunch of stuff i would say the cons are definitely one that money mm. maybe i hate giving up my money yeah. it's just it's, it's a it's, lot and you know i give up a lot yeah like, i give up a lot and it was it's also a very long-term contract yeah it's longer than the normal yeah contract again it was just very very egregious yeah but they got me with when I talk to a lot of influencers, and you'd be surprised how many influencers have horror stories. Yeah, I'm with, one of like them. Like the big ones. Yeah. Like I'm have. This was my first experience with management. Yeah. And I've never had a horror story. If any, That's if good. anything, I've had people care about me. Yeah. I get access to my emails. Yeah. I get big box brand names. Yeah. And I feel like they've. I mean, they have grown yeah. my social media so much. Yeah. I still saying all of that. If I were to go back in time. Yeah. I wouldn't have gotten management. Yeah. Because a lot of my brand deals today are still inbound. Yeah. I would have gotten them anyway. Regardless. Now, I will say some of my big brand deals, they did get them for me. But if I had to like gauge it right now, I'd say like 
60 to 70 percent are inbound like, like i would have gotten them anyway and i still wouldn't have given you like 30 percent exactly Absolutely. like i wouldn't have given you that at all yeah so but i, I still just wouldn't have done it yeah. like it really doesn't matter like what you actually could have really done like going back on it you could have really just like created like a domain yeah and gmail and you did your own of your own business like creating an s corp creating an llc and just put that between the gmail yeah and it looks just as professional it looks yeah. just as legit or I would have just hired an assistant. And yeah, and that's what a lot of influencers do. And I thought the exactly. same, though. Like, I was, like, chasing management mm -hmm. because I was, like, I thought that was the cool thing to do. I'm looking at Clark. I'm looking at you. I'm looking at Aaliyah. I'm, like, yo. Like, mm -hmm. I, I'm, like, I'm doing dope shit. I'm going viral. I'm, like, why do I not have management? But then it's, like, when I had conversations and I was, like, sitting there thinking about the money that I had to give up. And even when I would do was doing, like, test trials with different, like, agencies, I was, like, this ain't it. I could do the same outbound, you know, exactly. I think they make the process simpler. And I do feel like mm -hmm. they have specific connections around like New York Fashion Week. I kid you not. And I made a video about it. I was mm -hmm. like, damn, like jazz is in New York Fashion <gasps> Week. I kid you not. And I was okay. sitting because I was supposed to go. But the agency that I was working with at the time, like was a total scam. And oh she was God. just she, a total scam a total scam oh was supposed God, to get I my flight that. was supposed to be this and basically at the end of the day she was like well if you don't do x y and z like you can't come to the event and i'm like yo this is a day before new york fashion week i was supposed to be flying in that nothing. is not that's a scammer that's a scammer and mm -hmm. so i end up cutting her off but i remember sitting here on the couch and i was like yo like jazz everyone is in mm -hmm. new york fashion week and i'm like I was supposed to be there, but mm -hmm. I also just, you know, understand like it's timing and mm -hmm. maybe you're not supposed to be there, you know, mm -hmm. but I always used to think that representation was like, that's what makes you like the influencer. Really? Right. But then I look at another, a lot of influencers now and a lot of them don't have management. Mm -hmm. A lot of them do exactly what you just said. They create their own domain, own domain. They have their own like LLC and yep. they just manage it themselves just do for the simple fact of that. Because mm -hmm. a lot of these agencies now have so many influencers on their roster and they have maybe like... 10 agents and each of those agents have 10 plus influencers Girl, it's so annoying it is and so it's like i can't even knock it like my agent right now like she's amazing she's great she's incredible but i think she has like six influencers or that's i wild. see my inbox it's just crazy yeah imagine six yeah so sometimes she can be very delayed in yeah responding and it's really just not her fault yeah like that's it's just it's just crazy people and, and everyone wanted to respond so badly but again not a lot of influencers have access to their email absolutely i would say 98 percent of yeah. influencers don't have access i see everything yeah. i see every negotiation i see every if they're buying for me and that's, i yeah. even see smaller black owned brands come in and yeah. i will message my agent be like do not give them my actual rate yeah give them what they can afford and i will do it yeah whereas like if i didn't have access to my email like think you about know. the amount of influencers like absolutely. the small owned brands be reaching out absolutely and the agents just be like oh Oh, this isn't like Target. Yeah. This isn't like Walmart. But like, that's the that's the thing about like I'm a Leo and I mm -hmm. like to control everything, mm -hmm. right? So you know, one of my biggest issues with with the agent that I was working with, she wanted access to my email and she wanted me to put her email in my bio, mm -hmm. but I wasn't able to have any access. And so when I did see stuff, I'm like, yo, this deal came in five six days ago. Like, why are you not responding? Yeah. And I'm just I end up responding to them on the side. Exactly. I, and I'm one of those people where like you just got to be on top of your shit. And so like for you to be an agent that has that many influencers, like you got to be burnt out too. Like, yep. you got to be tired, too. Like, that's your money. But at the end of the day, like, you have to be exhausted. And you're it's like, human. You're human. I couldn't do that. Yeah. And I want to be somebody's priority. Exactly. <laughs> I want to be somebody's priority. And I know I'm not, like, an Aaliyah or mm -hmm. anything of that sort. So I feel it like I fall. It doesn't matter, though. Yeah. It doesn't matter. So I go back and forth. I'm like, I really do love my management. And they really, really care about me. Yeah. And that is something. These big management companies that you see. Yeah. 
They're not they, it. They do not care about you. Yeah. They are money hungry. They mm-hmm. want their money and they don't listen. Yeah. I have a big, big content creator friend yeah. who became a mom mm-hmm. and was wanting to do like more like pregnancy stuff, Absolutely. wanting to do more pregnancy brand deals and stuff and told her like, this is the next phase of my life. I'm not going to be doing beauty and makeup as much as more. I want more lifestyle brand deals. Yeah. Did not listen to her. They were like, that's your niche. She's like, I want to grow as a content creator. Yeah. I want you to grow me. Whereas like, I feel like I told my management company, I want to do more travel stuff. I want to do more like yeah. restaurants and stuff like that. This, this, this. I told them I want to do some more stuff like with my dog, like on the side, like stuff like that. Because they, they be like, paying for them pets, girl. Oh my God. They be paying Why for them Why did she get like a 10K brand deal? I believe it. I said, not you paying your own daycare. I believe, yo, the, I, just, <laughs> I, like, I will okay. get a dog just for that. I hear people talk about it all the time. But I don't put them on my page so much, though, because yeah. that'll just, they'll eat that up and I won't even care. Yeah. <laughs> It'll turn into a dog page. For but, sure. Yeah, I, I go back and forth. I don't, I don't, I honestly couldn't tell you at this moment yeah. what I'm going to do in the yeah. next year. I have I, one more year left. Yeah, I think it's good for people to know, though, because I think mm-hmm. a lot of the time, just very much so like me, like, I feel like I was a little thirsty. I was a little pressed for, 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 for having an agency. Yeah. I, I was, and I can, I can admit that. Like, I'm mm-hmm. just too thirsty. And now I'm sitting here looking at it. I'm like, man, I've had 20K, 30K months by myself you negotiating. Yeah, negotiating deals. And I was like, if I would have had an agent, like, it probably wouldn't have been a little bit different. And now, I granted, there's probably some amazing agents out mm-hmm. there, but I don't want to feel like I'm just another one on the roster. Like, mm-hmm. I want you to know that I have potential or that I'm special. I just, the most ideal that I would like would be someone that started their own yeah. agency and it's just very one-on-one. Yeah. Rather than like it management company yeah i don't know if i want to go with a company yeah rather than a person yeah because i have another content creator friend she has a person yeah and she's on it yeah like she's on almost like an auntie type of stuff but very business and she just she cares yeah she's on it she gets access to her emails she goes over to like her house for dinner that's what it is that's that's what i need it's good yeah i'm like i want that yeah so that's what i want y'all we'll see we'll see we'll see so i want to shift gears for a second okay um being a content creator means you have to share a lot yes you have to share a lot um i've been in multiple relationships on social media Mm -hmm. how do you know when to what to share and what to keep private Mm because i feel like my last relationship was very public Mm -hmm. it was so public to the point that when i broke up i never really expressed i never told anyone that we broke up Mm -hmm. so when i started creating content like by myself people were like yo we need the story in my comments they were just they were almost haggling me like Like harassing me yeah, like, yeah. why aren't you telling? You're so transparent about everything else. Like, why aren't you telling me, like, why you guys are not together no more? And to be mm-hmm. honest with you, I just didn't want to reveal the story because it was just so, like, it was just a bad story, yeah, right? Traumatic. So, yeah. yeah. Now I'm in a new relationship. It's super healthy. And I'm very, like, I'm private about it. And mm-hmm. I like it because I'm like, no one's in my business. And I don't have to share my business to you. And I don't mm-hmm. have anyone harassing me about stuff. Like, when mm-hmm. I do post little things, it works. So. Yeah. You, you're in a relationship. Mm-hmm. How do you know what to keep private and what to mm-hmm. keep to yourself? Because I know for a while you would post little things, but you didn't really, you did a little launch. You know, <laughs> you did a full launch with your man. Launch. You went to Miami and was like, this is my man. You know? I love him. Yes, as you should. So I will say one thing I think is the difference between me and you is our niches. Yeah. So yours was based on relationships yeah. and healing yeah. and like soft yeah. life and stuff like that. So I could see why your audience got in title to yeah. it because it's like that's what they come to your page yeah. for they come to my page or how to become your best self yeah. like how you glow up stuff yeah. mine isn't i mean sometimes i talk about relationships and yeah. stuff like that but you don't come to my page for, for that yeah i would say with the thing with tiktok which is why i kind of was apprehensive about youtube yeah. is 
TikTok is such short form content that I'm, you can be very open on TikTok, but at the same time, I only put out what I want you to yeah, see. Right. Whereas like YouTube is you so, it. it's, it's just, it's so open. Mm -hmm. Like you can catch everything, everything. You know what I mean? I don't know how Instagram is cause yeah. I'm not, I'm not really on there, but um, with TikTok, I've been able to, I mean, I just, I sit down yeah. and I talk about glow up stuff where yeah. I do my makeup routine. Like I'm never really like showing my life yeah. or talking about relationships. So it's been very easy for me to balance it. But when I did like hard launch a couple of vlogs with yeah. him, I had some like crazy comments, like he's fine, like all this. And I'm like, like I'm an Aries. I will blow everybody up. Like, I, will, I, will, I will fuck your shit up. I don't play by my man. Like, yeah. Do not do that. But I don't know why I have this like, I, I don't know if you see it, but I felt like I shared my boyfriend and shared my relationship but I don't know if it's just because he didn't talk in it or it was my perspective. I felt like I created enough of a boundary to where it's like... Yeah, I agree. If something, God forbid, were to happen and he were to be on my vlogs and, and someone were to... I don't know if everybody would ask yeah. where he would be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's very subtle. It's very, very subtle. And that's just not what you come to my page Yeah. About. So it's like... I mean, if I stop talking about Globe and like how to... They'll be like... They'll be like, where is this content? Yeah. Whereas if I took my boyfriend out of it, they'd they be like... They wouldn't say ah. much. But like no one would like really say yeah. anything. So it's it's my niche, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm I'm nervous about YouTube. Mm -hmm. But I just don't think I'm going to. I think snippets of vlogs are good. Yeah, but I don't think I'm ever gonna have him talk. Yeah, in it. I you don't think girl. I'm ever really gonna like say exactly like what he does or his personal. I don't think I'm actually gonna say anything about him ever. Yeah, the just only thing keep I've ever a glimpse. Said is this astrology yeah, side. just keep a glimpse. Exactly. Just keep a glimpse. I mean, I'll say it on my live because like we chit chat, like whatever. Yeah. But I just don't think I'm gonna like share anything yeah. about him. But I'm also not gonna hide it because like that's life. That's part of being transparent. Yeah, like for sure, it allows people to get to know me more. Yeah, but only after I waited for like yeah. <laughs> no, I think for me like. Like I, what I'm learning is like you know how to be you know private, but I don't have to showcase everything. Exactly. I feel like for a long time, social media glamorizes these relationships on social media, and half the time they're not even as beautiful as they sound. Girl, you know, not at all. They're not. But for a long time, I always. I don't know. I want to say admired or aspired to be mm -hmm. like, yo, I want to be like that. Mm -hmm. So when I had the person to do so, I think I did that. And then it kind of just backfired on me. So like versus the situation I'm in now, I'm like, man, it feels good to be able to have something for myself. Yeah. And, you know, I could say certain things where people are like, oh, girl, you got a man, da, da, da. Mm -hmm. But it's not like full blown on comments because yeah. people were just so like invested in, in my business. last in my business and it was like when i was on live at one point where i had to like kind of snap and luckily some of my followers they, they're so loyal to me they was like yo she doesn't want to talk about it like stop yeah. asking her about it but some people was like i don't understand why you just don't want to be transparent about it like you transparent about everything else and i really had to be like ma'am like it's not your business it's not your relationship it doesn't change mm -hmm. what you do it doesn't change if you go to work or not tomorrow if you know about my relationship but people get so and that's what social media does sometimes it like it consumes you right mm -hmm. and, and it and it makes you like be so into it like and you compare your life to others you compare your relationship to others and it's like you learn that it's it's just not a real thing at the end of the day like at privacy all. is a beautiful thing and i'll be talking about that in like my podcast mm -hmm. too like privacy is a beautiful thing and i didn't really learn that until i got into the relationship that privacy i'm in now it's a privilege it's it a is, privilege. Is a beautiful i think one of the best compliments that i get by my friends and my boyfriends like specifically 
is they say how detached I am from social media. Absolutely. And they don't understand. Like, yeah. they don't understand. They're like, you're a whole influencer, but like, we never really see you on our phone, yeah. on your phone. When we go out to dinner, we go out, like, we never see you on your phone. And then when you are filming it, we barely even like yeah. notice it. We don't even see you scrolling and stuff like that. That's amazing. I don't know if it's because of virtue of on me and on social media, but I don't be scrolling like that. Yeah. I don't be knowing trends like that. Yeah. Like, I don't, I post my, I know why I'm here. I'm here to help women. I'm here Absolutely. to help women like rest and feel comfortable within their own skin and become their best self. Yeah. I post, I go, I interact with my community. I keep it within my bubble yeah. and I just I like that. detach from it. I love it. So it's like, that's where my privacy comes into yeah. because I mean, just how they can be like asking a whole bunch of questions. Like I can be, like you said, I can be interested in other people's lives yeah. too. Like, a little too much. Yeah. Like, I have to... Yeah. I don't be scrolling on anything. Yeah. But that's why your content works, though. Because mm -hmm. it's like... I tell people all the time, I'm like, I'm a healing self-care girl. Mm -hmm. The moment I do some makeup, get ready with me content, mm -hmm. it flops. Me too, kind of. No, girl. You're no, shit. a little bit me too. It, de mm -hmm. it depends. It depends on if I tie it back. Yeah, to the glow up. To the glow up. That's yeah. when it does well. But if I'm just showing like a lipstick combo, it will not do well. No, like people, bitches be like, ah, bitch, I don't give a fuck about your makeup routine. <laughs> girl, I yeah. got out of a relationship. Like, what do I do? do I do. And yeah. it's like, that's fine. But that's also like when going back to like the original question, when people ask like, what's your niche? Like, I hate I'm about question. to quit. Your audience will choose it for you post yeah. what you're passionate about throw stuff at the wall see what gets like the most views and yeah. engagement and stuff like that and are you comfortable about recreating that type of content yeah if yes then that is your niche and that's like, why i tell people i'm like what is your niece what do you do like mm -hmm. if you like to watch tv shows and create a page mm -hmm. around like different movies if you're a mom talk about parenting tips if you like to cook i mean show food like i think people get so stuck on this niche and now it's like there's the sub niches part where you mm -hmm. can like yeah you do glow up but then it's also like how's that glow up apart like to travel to you know to self-care to relationships like there's so many and that's how you expand as a creator i always say there's always i mean if you really are like want to quit your job and find on your niche or whatever <laughs> fine but what i say is don't look at niches everyone has a unique story yeah and everyone has something unique that like their friends be calling them yeah. about to be asking them questions and stuff with me when i left law school and i started business school i had a lot of isolation time alone mm -hmm. And a major part of who I am is becoming my best self. I had no choice but to glow up. I yeah. had no choice yeah. but to start investing in myself and becoming my best self. That is what makes me different and that's yeah. why I can speak yeah. on it. Whereas like you, when your relationships and stuff, I bet your friends call you for mm. relationship advice. Yeah. You're that relationship friend. Yeah. So you can like speak on it. So if you're trying to find your niche, you have to ask yourself, what do your friends keep asking yeah. you about? Like, yeah. What is something about your journey? Like, are you I a single that. parent? Like, then speak on that because you can really speak on that. I love are that. You, do you have a beautiful home and every single time somebody comes over, they're like, where did you get this? Where did you get this? Yeah. Start creating content on that. Don't be so specific. Like, I need to be in beauty. I need to be in yeah. Yeah. Like you have something unique about your story, so stop trying Do to it. fit into beauty and makeup. Yeah, start speaking about that; it'll blow up. For sure, because people will see that. Yeah, you I know? love it. I love yeah. it. So as we come to an end, okay, I really want to talk about, and nobody's really talking about this, is this post influencer era, right? Yeah. The post influencer era is like the influencer industry eventually is going to change, it's going to shift, and it's come, it's going to come to an end. What does the post influencer era look for, like for you? And mm -hmm. like, how do you, should you start setting things up in place so you're like you're kind of still good in a sense because brands are going to stop spending as much money with certain creators. Mm -hmm. They're going to want to see conversion, yeah. you know, like these affiliate links, subscriptions, like those are things that like brands are really starting to look at. Yep. Like what advice would you give to creators that are even new to the space or just like, you know, like OGs, I guess in a sense. Think about this all the time. When I was just like in law school and I was in business school, it was always five-year plan, five-year plan. This is what's going to happen. I mean, 
in hindsight, like you tell God your plans and he just giggles and laughs and cackles. Yeah. Like he's he just like, sometimes. sometimes he makes it happen, yeah. but sometimes he's like, girl, because if you were to ask me five years ago, this would be what I'm doing. Like, no. Yeah. So I've gotten like less on like five year plans and like, this is going to be the vibe for this year. Like, yeah. this is like what I want to accomplish. But then I get nervous because I'm like, where is this influencing stuff going? Yeah. Like, what am I going to be doing when I'm like 30 years old? Yeah. And then like, this is how my like mind works. But then I look at like people like Jackie Ina. She she, taught it like what 14 years ago like 10 years ago she's still doing it but the thing about her her candles forever mood Mm -hmm. so I think influencers you've really got to pick a product yeah you've got to pick a product you've got because if YouTube went away today she would still have forever mood like she would still have it she would still probably have her other investments and stuff like that my plan my personal plan right now is to make as much money as I possibly can, yeah. start investing in real estate, start mm-hmm. investing in stuff like that, um, and just having passive income. And then like, that would be like my plan. You yeah. know what I mean? But I, when people ask me like, oh, like, do you think this is the this is too is it too late to like join influencing? I don't think it is at all. Really? I really don't right. think it is. I, I see people. I see people blow up all of the time. You just have to be. I would say it's a little harder, yeah. but you have to be smart about it. I think, I think there's definitely a shift to YouTube, which I think is interesting because it's like YouTube came out, it's been in the game, and then TikTok came out. They're like YouTube's dead. Like everyone wants short form, and then slowly it's starting to come back. Like YouTube pays things, money. things are always circular. You know, we went from like TV, nobody mm-hmm. wants that anymore, and then we went to YouTube, yeah. nobody wants that anymore, and then we went to TikTok and Instagram stories and stuff like that. And then it's starting to go back to YouTube. And then it's going to start to go back to like TV. Everything's just, it's, I mean, we learned that in business school. Like that's just how trends are going to be. And you look at stuff like TikTok shop, like. That's what's fucking up the algorithm at the moment. (laughs) Exactly. No, it really, really is. And it's like, we're starting to become brands and stuff like that. But I don't know. It's hard for me to say that influencing's going to die you know yeah. what i mean at least in the short term at least in the short term yeah. because people really like to connect to other people Absolutely. and i'm sorry i just an influencer popping not influencer a celebrity popping up on my tv selling me a skincare do it doesn't do it whereas like if i say oh i really use this facial yeah. cleanser somebody's gonna go buy it yeah so it's hard to see like what could be better than human connection and i know ai and i know chat gbt yeah. and i know i know all of that stuff but like and even if you look at like the writer's strike you yeah, know with all of like the, with all of the ai stuff i still truly believe like human connection is always just going to yeah. prevail and people are going to listen you just have to be smart about like why you're yeah. doing it and you need to be fine with being uncomfortable yeah for sure and you need to be fine with the journey not looking like how you think it's gonna yeah, like because it's not how you think it's gonna turn out yeah. so i couldn't really like tell you my five-year plan but if i had to like look at like the post influencer era it's definitely going to be more like selling definitely going to be more product like placed and stuff like yeah. that i think i what i have seen is beauty brands moving more towards TikTok. yeah and then the um, long-term partnerships and the more health and stuff like that moving more towards like YouTube. Yeah. I personally, I mean, I, I'm a TikTok girly, yeah. but I feel like the YouTube girlies will always reign. Oh, absolutely. I feel like the YouTube girlies will bank. always reign. And I, and I say that because they always have. Yeah. YouTube has not, because I'm not the biggest YouTube like watch or whatever. Yeah. So when I really started to like, I'm like, okay, you know what? I do have a YouTube personality. Like, let me start doing this. And I started doing my research on YouTube. 
The girlies be on YouTube. Yeah. I'm talking every single video somebody posts, it's like 200,000. Mm, no, it's 200,000 That's how Monet started. That's how I love her. She's I love her. But the YouTube girlies were always running because you look at Jackie Ina. And, but the thing that made Jackie Ina different, because you look at OG YouTubers mm -hmm. that have died out and stuff mm -hmm. like that, they did not adapt. Yeah, they, they didn't. Jackie Ina has always adapted. Yeah. Every single time a new social media has come out, sure. she's been on it. She's never been resistant to change. Yeah. She had like she's to me she's really the blueprint about yeah, what post influencer life looks like. Yeah, staying on YouTube, doing stuff. But if TikTok comes out, start to get lean into it more. If yeah. IG stories start to come out, start to lean into and she it did more. All of that. Exactly, and, and she's very protective of her piece. She doesn't let people like mm -hmm. she's really to me somebody that I truly from like a business and content yeah. creator, not even from like a beauty standpoint or whatever. Yeah. Like I really look at her journey and be like, this is kind of how I want it to be. Like yeah, I would absolutely. love to start making that YouTube money. I would love to start investing it into like real estate or yeah. brick and mortar type of stuff. Yeah. I would love to have like my, my own thing that maybe I could sell it like Ulta or Sephora yeah, one day. I can totally see that. And then I would just love to live on passive income. Girl, and absolutely. I, oh, but I always joke with my mom, joking. I joke with my mom. I always go, my retirement plan is marriage. Yeah. My <laughs> retirement plan is marriage, child. Like that's gonna be. That is so funny. My retirement. <laughs> no, I wish that was my. I, you know, I will say this. I think the post influencer era is about. I tell people all the time, like, think about your brand. How would you build your brand if social media wasn't around? Yeah. You know. So I always think that this post influencer era is more to, more so brands are going to be looking to influencers for longer term partnerships. Like this year, I got my biggest brand deal, and it's a one year partnership. Mm. And I'm like, damn, like, yeah. and it's good money. And I'm like thinking, I'm like, this is what post-influencer era looks like mm -hmm. they want to see consistent faces on their social feeds and their social feeds talking about and before brand. they didn't want that they, they wanted new it. faces every single campaign it doesn't work i've gotten actually now that you've said it, i've gotten like three or four recent yeah. long term i mean they haven't been a year but i think my longest one is six months yeah, right now still like consistency oh that's once a month type of check that's covering my bills yeah. my everything once a month off of one long term absolutely Absolutely. They want to yeah. see consistent faces because your community resonates. So if they keep seeing an ad from Jasmine yeah. once a month, they're like, oh, that's my girl. She's talking about milk makeup. I'm getting it. Mm -hmm. She's talking about these vitamins. I'm getting it. Like, oh, she's not playing. Like, right. If she's still talking about this, mm -hmm. it has to be something mm -hmm. that's good about this. And a lot of times, like a tip to um, content, like content creators, because I just did this recently and, mm -hmm. I, you know, I have... 400,000, which isn't like a million or anything like that. Right. I, I reached Look at her downplaying her 400,000. I reached out to a brand asking, I, I asked my manager, asked them for a long-term partnership because I loved the product so yeah. much. It was Dermatica. Yeah. And they just did like a one-off and like whatever, like it was, I, it really changed my skin yeah. and it really helped me. And I truly believe like with some like somebody like me that like just got out of like school doesn't like mm. still figuring out their insurance or whatever to be able to get like tretinoin and like access to a dermatologist without insurance and Maybe. it get delivered to my door every this sounds like an ad that's why i hate it because it really just no, like it's genuine it's really genuine i reached out to them i was like i was like emily reach out to them now this like this changed my skin reach out to them six month partnership yeah easy, easy. like that and it, the fact that it was that easy to get a long-term partnership out of them, mm. it was like oh you're really shifting towards but this because i don't think you would have said this a year ago. That's what brands want. Funny story. I was at in New York this weekend, and I went to a La Roche Posay uh, influencer event. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to go because my face has been breaking out. I've been posting all this content about my face has been breaking out so bad. Like mm. I was crying in my hotel room to my boyfriend an hour before. I was like, I can't go. My face is breaking out. Well, I happened to be there, and I ran into the social media director, and I was telling, and he was like, Oh my god, thank you for coming. And I told him, I was like, Yo, 
I was crying an hour before this and their event was all about like acne positivity. Mm. Like how it's connected to mental health and like yeah. acne is normal. Like mm-hmm. you're not gonna have, you know, perfect skin, you know. And I was talking to him and he was like, let's chat after this. And it's like brands are looking for like community and something that's personable. And I feel like that's what this post-influencer era is. They storytelling. They're looking for storytelling, like real shit. Like mm-hmm. don't sell me some UGC type stuff. Like tell me that you mm-hmm. really use this product and it really worked for you, you mm-hmm. know? And then on top of that is you selling your own product. You had your pajamas that did bomb. Thank you. I want to bring them out. I want to bring them out. I want to bring them back low Please. key. We'll see. They were so good. And we'll then you see. have your glow up challenge. Like mm-hmm. those little things like me doing this podcast, my agency and like doing my journals, my affirmation cards. Like that's what the post-influencer era looks like. Add-ons know? to it that can Add-ons. make us just as much money. Yes. Multiple streams. I mean, that's what multiple streams of income looks like for an influencer. Absolutely. It looks like multiple platforms. Absolutely. I mean, that's what it is. Like when you when you talk about being an influencer, it's our multiple streams of income, like Instagram's a stream yeah. of income, TikTok's a stream of income, YouTube's yeah. a stream, our podcast Amazon, is just, yeah. exactly like yeah. those are our streams. But I still feel like like that product, you yeah. know what I mean, is so yes. important, so important. Oh my god, this was this was fun, right? Cheers. No, this, this was, was like this, this is fun. gonna be like the best podcast. This is gonna like, be the best. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm very it. proud of you. Well, that was the end of the first episode with the lovely Jazz Turner. Wait, tell them what they can follow you. Like, let's give them the details. Everything is Jazz Turner 16. But yeah. I think if you look on YouTube, it's just Jazz Turner. Okay. J-A-Z. J-A-Z, not J-A-S. Yeah, People ask me all the time. They're like, and then when they go, they go to spell my like, phone yeah. name, they go J-A-Z-M-I-N-E. Yeah. I'm like, no, it's J-A-S-M-I-N-E. But yeah, it's just Jazz Turner 16 on everything. I'm not on Instagram like her as much. She on Instagram, that's why. But <laughs> but I just be posting anything. But TikTok and YouTube is where yes. you can find me. Well, Jasmine, yes. thank you so much for hanging out with of me course. on the first episode. And y'all, stay tuned. Stay tuned. We I want to come back season two. Soon. Yes. <laughs> thank you so much. All right. Bye, y'all. Bye. <laughs> hey, y'all. What's up? It's Jasmine with Dear Women, I Got Y'all. And thanks for watching. Check out our other shows, Women of Tomorrow and Hidden Hands.